What's up, everybody? I think it is Hotline League episode 127. I'm going to go check the YouTube video or YouTube right now to make sure that it is. But while we wait for that, I want to say it's got it's going to be a great episode for you. We actually have Broxa joining. It is 127, by the way. We have Broxa joining in just about half an hour. But first, we're going to be talking about production stuff while Mark looks really awkward. Uh, of course, this show is brought to you by our sponsors, DraftBuff and Alienware. We give a big shout out to both of them. We'll be talking more about them in the sh as the show goes on. But first, how's it going? My constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. It's going great. LCS uh, started without a hitch. Um, everyone's loving it, and that means I'm I'm having a great time. That's great. <laughs> That's great, man. Happy to yeah. hear it. Uh, for those of you that didn't watch LCS this past weekend or haven't been looking at social media. Uh, there's a pretty big outcry, especially following Friday's broadcast, which I think was was pretty rough. I actually aired a video on this stream right before the show started, uh, which was a rough cut of video that I'm going to release on YouTube right around the time the show comes out uh, tomorrow. So if you haven't watched that video yet, we're going to probably reference it. I think Mark watched, or Mark was in the chat, so and a lot of people were. Either way, that video just talks about uh, ways in which I think the LCS needs to solve their shit and some of the criticisms that I have of it. But other than that, Mark, you do anything besides the start of LCS or like, let's talk not about the production stuff for a second. Cause we'll get into that in a second. What else is there to talk about? I don't how you, how you, anything else happened? Was it good to get back into swing of things outside of the production issues? Yeah. I'm happy to be back at work. I like doing the LCS. I like watching the games. I mean, outside the production stuff, I'm just excited to see, hopefully a more competitive split in all respects like even at the bottom you know like if there's more people at clg's level it's also kind of fun to watch some of those games get scrappy like the immortals one it's, so you're to, saying you'd rather have more i would really rather have teams i would rather have more like four and five win teams than a what were they two or three wins last they split were three wins yeah yeah, that's just like a guaranteed W for everyone, and it's just not fun to watch. Uh, even like if I'm watching, is it Scrappier, fun to watch two five win teams? Like the monkey knife fight, you know? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. Simpsons, I don't that. You know that Simpsons image where I, I everyone around honest, the I did not pay attention <laughs> to most of the CLG Immortals game. Like I, I didn't do an interview after that, and I had it on a second screen while I was playing like Runeterra or something because I just it is very hard to stay interested. Is that in those any teams. different than if CLG was playing normally against a? good team i think so. i mean if if it's first week and i'm trying to figure out if these teams are going to be good or compelling or something that could so be if clg was playing eg again you watch you would watch if it wasn't on friday and it was a perfect game if it was or a perfect CL game it was a per no eg did play clg know, it was a perfect and it was game. a perfect game you're you're sorry you're asking what i want to watch i'm saying like you would have watched you would have watched no, just anyone beat CLG. Any good team versus a really shit CLG from oh, spring. Oh, I see what you're I'm saying. I'm saying like those those are the options, CLG right? In the general, are you either watch them get stomped or you watch a really low, too low bad quality teams play each other. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like CLG from spring just lost to everyone, and I'd rather watch if I'm going to watch them play a couple closer ones. Oh man, those are both really bad options, and they both they are watching CLG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, option C is doesn't exist unfortunately, yeah. which is don't, I don't watch. Actually, it's a good point. Do I want to watch CLG get stomped, or do I want to watch CLG fight against somebody else who's like digging the, immortals? You the, know, the, the race to lose. Race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have no idea. I think maybe I just don't want to watch either. 
I think yeah. maybe actually the EG because it was a perfect game. The EG game was interesting. That, that one was interesting for that 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 plot point. But right. if you like, if you just made it like a like a oh CLG just got ran over, I don't think it would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides that though, TL is looking better. That's really good to see. Um, TSM, no, I think it's super hype. Yeah, TSM will be a, a interesting story no matter what. EG looks really good. C9 looks really good. I think we'll actually have a pretty fun split. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, what's very funny is last week I got shit on on Reddit for like having a headline asking. Uh, I think it was a C9 player about TSM uh, and Team Liquid and who was going to be stronger, and they said they thought TL was going to be stronger. In my mind, I'm like that is the most interesting storyline in the league, and I get oh double lift or whatever, but like. Is there a more interesting storyline right now between the rivalry between TSM and TL? Aren't people always complaining about rivalry or about the lack of storylines? Shouldn't we be stoking the the flames of this rivalry a little bit? I mean, it's hard to say. It's like one of those things where it's like not much of a rivalry the way people used to talk about TSM to CLG. Uh, it's kind of starting to veer that way a little bit. TSM hasn't, you know, they had their spring run that was good, but 2018 was nothing. 2019 spring was fine. 2019. No, no, I, I think there's a new rivalry. You just had oh, Double Lift switch over to TSM. I think it oh, starts right. now. Right. Okay. 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 Especially because yeah, there's all this trash talk and like TL put out the video of them laughing at what Double Lift was saying and all that stuff. And like TL was a ninth place team. You would expect them to be uh, not good, right? And they've replaced their star player with a rookie. And the fact that they beat TSM, who made these big changes, I think that's like this is. I maybe people are just they have like TSM fatigue or double F fatigue, and I, I get that. I just it's it's strange to me to see so many people revolt against like anybody trying to say, hey, this is an interesting storyline for summer. And probably, by the way, I would bet I would bet only one of these two teams makes it to Worlds. So I feel like that's a fascinating thing. Mark, are you paying attention or are you just staring at Yeah, no, I was now? listening to you. I'm I'm looking at Discord too. Oh, I, I know what you're saying about TSM developing, yada yada yada. Yeah. Sorry. That awkward silence. Uh either way, we'll have Brox on so we can talk about that soon too. Uh trying to think if there's anything else. I guess let's talk about the production stuff a little bit, because we're gonna start getting calls on that and Brox is joining in about twenty five minutes, but yeah, we'll do probably you have, have time for two calls. I have two you, people. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have any caveats or anything you need to say before we get into this? Uh, yeah, I may as well just say them now. I think, like, one, obviously, I work on this product very... Well, I shouldn't say very closely, actually. Pretty closely. Uh, and so, like, I'm not going to be able to flame people and decisions made and stuff directly. Uh, that's obviously just not something I'm going to do on a professional level. Uh, that said, I don't think anyone at Riot, working on the LCS, looked at that weekend and were like, nailed it. You know, I think everyone is aware that that was not uh, great. And I think a lot of people are upset and I know people will want, are, are wanting to change things and improve them. So uh, I guess those are the two things. One, I probably can't say too much. Two, like everyone's listening and reading reddit and like there's internal messages and like you know people are reacting to it inside too which is hopefully a good thing that's i was on reddit a little bit today and I, was, I, was, I was posting one of the threads and i said like the takeaway i hope the lcs gets from this is the same takeaway that uh 
you know, the LEC got in 2016, where people were flaming the shit out of the LEC broadcast. Uh, well, I guess it's called EU LCS broadcast. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was before the LEC rebrand. It was getting flamed, and then they kind of took that and you know, I'm not saying all the flame was productive or justified or anything, but like it felt like part of the impetus for the massive changes that you saw. And hopefully this kind of public outcry here um, at least starts being like, Hey, Riot, we need to do more to get our fans engaged and keep them interested in North America. So I'm hoping there's a positive to take out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think like uh, I didn't put this in the video that I released uh, by the time this is out or the one that I aired on stream, but I think really in the uh, state of the league address that he did to a bunch of uh, media or gave to a bunch of media a week ago or so said that the North American team doesn't really tend to think about things in terms of LCS versus LEC. Um, And maybe it's fine to not think about it as a competition, but I definitely hope that people start looking and saying like, okay, what of the LEC broadcast could we learn from? Because if the LCS right now does not think, okay, they're running a better show over there, even if it's a different show, then I, I think, you know, that's, that's just a level of hubris that it would be really disappointing to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big, a big, a good point is like, I don't think we have to be LEC with cringe humor. And I'm like I said, I'm an advocate of the term cringe, unlike Travis. Um, you know, I don't think we have to be the exact same, but yeah, they do a lot of really good stuff over there. Uh, I I didn't address this in my video, but I'm seeing it a lot in the Twitch chat right now. By the way, uh, people seem to be flaming the Tigers a lot. A couple different things here. I actually think that I put a lot of the fault for people being frustrated with the Tigers on the whatever producers or directors who decided to have Latigris on a Friday night show where it's things are super experimental. Actually I had this in the video and I ended up cutting it out, but like they went in a really different direction on Friday, very clearly. And part of that, and they've said it's intentional. They want Fridays to feel more fun and wild or zany. I think Latigris is really green when it comes to the LCS broadcast, really new compared to dash who's been around forever. And so in my opinion, they should have put Dash on that on that Friday night broadcast. And I think people would be complaining way less about Latigris if she had a more stable, solid show to go into on like Saturday or Sunday. Like Dash is way more used to adapting and laughing things off or whatever. Also, I think what's very ironic, sorry, the last thing I'll say is people are flaming her interviews. Guess what, everybody? LCS interviews are shit. Go watch Pacer Time interviews. Go watch Riv interviews. Go watch LaTigris interviews. Like, I, I, if you guys have an issue with interviews, it is because they have a very limited time to do these things in. I just don't think that people are going to ever create, like, beautiful works of art. I saw people describing or comparing those interviews earlier to in the Twitch chat to interviews that people do where they have, like, 10 or 20 minutes um, and YouTube and let's not fresh after a game or whatever. Like, it's just not apt comparisons. Uh, I was going to say uh, some of the Friday stuff too, just for context, like we had pretty insane audio delay on our Friday broadcast. So like that level of camaraderie, uh, which needs to build up over time anyways, especially when you're on like this jank delay is just like, we were quarter second delayed from like interacting with each other. Like it's pretty impossible to banter and like, Hey, let's have fun when you're, you know, a quarter second behind everyone. And so like, there were a lot of problems with the Friday broadcast. 
even beyond, you know, like there's a lot of different areas to break this out into as well, which I think is important to, to note. Like there is technical, which is like what I'm talking about. Like, oh, I'm, I'm on a quarter second delay when Kobe makes a joke. Can I get in there or something? You know, uh, you know, that's that's a problem. You can talk about creative direction if you think the choices are right. You can talk about graphics and design and like those kind of more like uh, those kind of more angles as well as like the actual content. I agree uh, with you, Mark. There are so many issues with the LCS. You could list all sorts of them in different categories. 100%. I'm just saying it's important to, to break out like what, what we're talking about. Because like know, the, the technical the technical stuff is like, okay, we're remote. At least he went back to, to, to not remote. In some ways, I don't even care about... Like, I understand those are big problems. And I think they'll get fixed because there's a lot of people and stuff working on it who are really smart. Not saying they're excusable or anything, but like those are not the things that I look at. And I'm like, what can we really do better? And like, what are the biggest problems? Because like I look at, you know, some of the other things that people talk about, um, and like what LEC is doing well. And it's not the technical part where I'm like, ah, I wish that was us. It's the other elements. I think. Yeah. Well, let's let's grab some calls. Um, okay. So I'll I'll do the spiel while you go grab our first one. So uh, we're going to do some, we're, we're doing two calls now about the broadcast stuff, and then we're going to bring Brox on. We'll have another chance to grab calls then. But if you haven't been on the show before or you've, you've never watched it, whatever, you uh, can type exclamation mark Discord in the chat. I'll give you access to a Discord link to join. But you're taking the Pleb Topics chat or if you're in a sub, you can put it in the Subtopics chat. It gives you a bit of a better chance of getting on. We pull you into a waiting room uh, if Mark likes your take. It's not me, by the way. It's Mark. And then once you're there, make sure you're unmuted so that Mark can come in and talk to you whenever it's your time and pull you onto the show. Uh, so that's how it works. And uh, and sometimes people flame us for pulling the same people. Oftentimes there's not that many takes or people have really bad takes that nobody would want. Some of those takes we take anyway. So that's how that goes. Habs2099 is here. Habs, where are you calling from? Uh, London, Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Have you called in before? No, I haven't. Okay, we've had uh, several Ontario people before, so what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, my take was the party aspect of Friday Night League is just awful and makes no sense. Okay, so go go ahead and expound upon that. Yeah, I, I just... It, it doesn't really make any sense to me about the, the party aspect of the Friday Night League. Like, if, if I wanted a party, I'd, I'd rather just go to the bars or, or have a party myself. When I'm thinking... When I'm in a party mood... I'm not thinking, yeah, let me just have a bunch of people over and watch LCS, especially for, like, random games like, uh, I don't know, CLG versus Mortals. Like, is that a party game? If this is, like, well, finals that was or something. Well, Friday. Your thing is CLG EG, maybe. No, I'm just saying for any any Friday, right? Like, if if I'm in a party mood, is that the kind of game I want to watch? No. If, if it was, like, finals, maybe finals is a kind of a banger. You want to party for that. But I'd much rather just go to the bars or something and casually watch league or just watch the vods later instead of i don't know the whole party aspect i i'd prefer like a casual friday or somewhere it's more laid back and relaxed but i don't know i just don't get into the party mood you, uh, games, i know you're using honest. the word party a lot uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're uh, quoting, so, and he's quoting i think was that did you get that from my interview with Greeley? yeah yeah yeah, he said he wanted Fridays to feel like a party. Uh, but I think Monday Night League, Friday Night League, both of them are supposed to feel more fun and loose compared to like the sportsy broadcast on and Saturday. Did you see Fion's tweet about like what he would he would want uh, Habs? Yeah, I thought I saw some about that. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
because a party can mean a lot of different things depending on what like a party is to you. Like to to me, listening to you, your set version of party sounds like a college kid version of a party, uh, which is you know like drinking a bit of a rager, getting messed up, you know that kind of stuff. Is am I off? I mean that that's one of. I mean I, I've like there's different kind of parties, right? I just don't view LCS as any kind of party. I'd rather just you know maybe if I'm watching with someone. Just chill with someone, watch some games or whatever. But I, I don't really get into a, a hype mood to yeah. watch these random games. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone when I hope I I hope when people pitched party as an idea that no one was thinking like EDM concert, no one was thinking like rager kegger kind of thing. No one was thinking like I I hope uh, that's not what people were thinking. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, Isn't that what the sushi stuff was kind of kind of trying to produce? I don't know. Sushi Dragon's hard to quantify. Is that I mean, an EDM I, I concert? Like this. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The Sushi Dragon seemed like a, a get hype type thing. Um, I mean, I didn't mind the Sushi Dragon, but a lot of people didn't, right? And, yeah, um, I think so. On the topic of Sushi Dragon, I discovered Sushi Dragon. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I've worked, I've worked with Sushi long before Riot did, and I think Sushi is one... Not like a, like I think he was perfect for the LCS after party because mm-hmm. one he's he's not going to be for everybody. I think he, he can be for a lot of people. I'm not saying he's like this super niche thing where only five percent of people will like the content, but I think he does a really cool show. I think doing that randomly in the middle of the broadcast feels really off, and uh, and I yeah I I feel you in that it's just yeah. it's super jarring. I think the other problem is is like. That show didn't really give me. Maybe, maybe Greeley was using the word party to mean like more fun and loose, in which case I, I kind of get that. But like, there's nothing else about that party of that show that feels super party tastic. Like, it's not, not like you know, there's balloons or like there's people are kicking back and eating pizza at pizza party. Like, I don't, it's hard. You're not like running around playing like with a pinata and shit. Yeah, you there's know? not yeah, like there's yeah, a yeah. bunch of games that are a part of it either. Like, like the the countdown feels even more of a party than the Friday Night League thing does, in my opinion. So I think maybe that's a poor way of describing it. Yeah, I think uh, to the point about sushi too. People have mistaken me saying like I like sushi dragon as like I advocated for that segment or like I think that's the right way to do it. Just to clarify, not really. Uh, you know, I I have always said I love sushi dragon stream because I like kind of absurdist humor and things like that and like really crazy out there stuff but like that doesn't mean you know because i liked his his after party thing that like that's the exact way i honestly think that if they wanted to include him putting him on at the end of that broadcast like people would be like oh this is wild the people that don't like it would just turn off the broadcast the rest would stick around and have a good time and you could even have sushi do like random interviews with some of the, the talent or something i don't know you could you could turn it into this like optional after after dark type thing yeah and i think i mean the problem would be like is that it's it's not really building the product then but that's a different maybe you can it's a branding opportunity it's something extra or fun or something i like i don't think that it it necessarily it can exist somewhat independent of of the thing it can cap off friday night or something i don't know yeah and i think like based off the shows that you have made with him like and that I've been a part of the dancing with crazy shit going on is a pretty limited part of his skill set. Yeah. Like his interview with those 
TVs or whatever, like the team logos, where he had like some sound effects and stuff like that. I was that was something I was actually laughing at, and like whether or not that was implemented correctly was one where I was like, okay, at least I can see this working in another avenue if if implemented a different way, um, because he does do a lot of goofy editing and stuff that like you could in a more countdown section as opposed to like you said between games, this like goofy slap slappy thing with you know a player who doesn't understand what they're signing themselves up for i love eric andre i fucking want to do a (laughs) bit like the eric andre show at some point and like sushi dragon is like the man who could live edit some weird ass eric andre interview where a pro doesn't know what the hell they're signing up for so like these are some things i think could work with him but i don't think anyone would look at friday and be like more of that please yeah um Habs, do you have any any follow ups before we go on to our next caller? Uh, no, we talked about it pretty good. I just yeah, think I mean, uh, I, maybe like a, a more casual environment would be a little bit better than one hundred percent. I actually feel like you could even not have like now they've got this built built out like dome thing. I actually think if you wanted Friday night to be more fun, you don't use the dome. You just do you do something else like maybe it's couches or it's uh you know yeah you have like um or or like robots sitting on a couch and their the faces are the faces of the the people or something it should just have a totally different feel i didn't get as much into this in my video but i feel like tone is a huge issue on that friday night thing where they're shifting behind welcome to the lcs and they're doing all these zoom ins on this virtual futuristic dome and then they're like but here's this like amateur rap thing from the Tigris and Sushi Dragon doing his thing. And it just, it's super jarring because you don't really know what the tone is that you're supposed to be hitting for this show. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely awkward. I think your call is, is fair. Habs, uh, anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? No, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And then next up we have... Hold on, before you go, I remembered something that someone said during your little thing you were, that you recorded and played. Yeah. Um, it was like during the, the Draco spit where it, it was like, oh, he's done 17 things. And someone in Twitch chat triggered me. They were like, could, do you think really think Mark could is creative enough to produce content like that? And I was like, motherfucker, I was the producer for offline TV from zero to 750,000 subs with Josh. Like, do you really think I can't produce content? Oh, maybe that was all Josh. Yeah, it was all Josh, you're right. I was I mean, just stealing. I, I've pay- worked with. I was just stealing paychecks could, from there. He could come up with cool stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do the blame game. I didn't do PTL and GLT with with Scara. This show, all the things at Yahoo Esports, a variety of other products that I've helped make. He's all right, next guy. go get the next caller. <laughs> Jesus, is Ovly? Is Ovly? Did you want to come on? I saw some people saying. I, 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 I would. I would caution Ovly away from coming on. I know that people are. Are gonna. This is the normal thing where somebody wants to come on, and I get hard flamed for suggesting it. But I think, I think Ovali's situation is a little too compromised for her to to come on the show. Um, I, I am a. That is my I am a total to fly on the wall for this. Yeah. And if I need to, I'll go do one of these. But I'll keep my headset on. It's up to you. It's your yeah. show, technically. Yeah, it's fine. I'll. This will be a disliked YouTube video whenever people say, "Didn't you didn't get her on." Um, this is a this is good fodder though for everyone who says that you only blacklist uh, people you don't like. You also blacklist your friends. That's true. That's true. That's we true. are banning Offley from coming on right now. 
I'll have to grab the next caller before we get Brock's on. Um, maybe conflicted is the better uh, thing. I don't. I don't want Avli to come on and uh, and and get herself in trouble with somebody who's a company that's still paying her. Nemsick, thank you for the thirty-four months uh, tier two. Smoke Dog, thank you for the seventeen months. Shield DZ gifted us up to Avli. Speaking of Avli, Red to CS one, thank you for the fifteen months. Casual delusion, thank you for the prime. So many things. Twenty-seven months. Uh, Lane Plocks, thank you for gifting us up to Raz, Risnubs, and uh, Dallyman is here. Dallyman, you've been on the show before. Yep. Remind me where you're calling from? Upstate New York. Upstate New York. So not too far from our previous caller in Ontario. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right. So my take is the... All right. Let me just give a disclaimer really quick. I, I know we're online, but there are some things that were just done very poorly this last weekend. So I think the LCS broadcast is the worst it's ever been. The personalities are bland and understand, say maybe like two people. And there needs to be more people on the desk and on the broadcast with more interesting opinions. Um, like, not not to really compare you to LEC at all or anything. But you're but absolutely about to compare them. I'm to about isn't to. That yeah. anything, any, you isn't can't that say like not going to do this and then do it. <laughs> but, it's like, I've been watching this other product that's way better. And I'm totally you, not going to compare you to it. But you, you know the weeks where Shox takes off and Machine comes in and hosts a show? Yeah. Why doesn't LCS do something similar to that? Where like, I okay, I like Dash. I love Dash. He's a really good host. But having him every single week, it it's just like, why can't we just get like one other person like one week out of the split? Like Travis, for example. Like, why can't someone else come in and host the show? And that just gives a different spin on the show for a week or something. Yeah. It was an and interesting then, idea until you got to Travis. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I would not. I would not want to host that show. Um, especially seeing how much flack I get enough flack for hosting this show. I don't need to host that one and get flack from an even wa wider group of people. Um, but <laughs> also now that we're online, like for, for this foreseeable future, you could pretty much bring on anyone in the world right now. I mean, the ping will be weird if you bring someone from like Korea or something, but you know, they don't need to be in LA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. okay. So I think, uh, Yeah, I would just say this. <laughs> I look at LCS and I think, and compared uh, compared to LEC, what is definitely true to, in my opinion, is that the LEC has a really great. You know, we talk about scouting when it comes to teams. LEC has done a great job of scouting talent in recent years, whereas the LCS has mainly not added very many people to their broadcasts at all, and. You know, I think about the fact that of the people that are there, I am not sure, and I'm not saying any of those people are bad by any means, but I don't think that the LCS is doing a good job. Whatever's going on over there, whether it's on the management side or the production side of leveling up those people, you know, like I can see really great improvements on the LEC side with their talent. I don't know if that's because uh, the talent over there does a good job of helping each other or if it's Quickshot, who's in a management position, helping to level up those folks or whatever. But like, I remember being pretty uninterested in a lot of those guys uh, for a while, and I feel like they've done a really good job of, of getting them. And then I think uh, to your point, like, it's not just scouting in terms of, you know, hey, let's uh, let's hire this new person permanently. I think bringing they had Papa Smithy on, right? I'm not crazy. I think they had Papa Smithy on for a week. 
and uh, yeah, and machine. If he was recently, I don't remember him being on. Yeah, I think, I was, I think that it was, was last one, year. It was in summer. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that was gonna be another one of my points. Is Papa Smith? He's been in NA for like two years now, and he hasn't been on the desk like at all. Has it been two years? No, it's been it's been like six months. Yeah, he he joined in. Was it? For, he he joined in like was it spring? Fall. Well, no. it feels like a long time ago. He, he, I remember bad. at Worlds, I was interviewing <laughs> him about coming over. So it's definitely not been. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, yeah. And now also Raz is in LA too, right? Yes. Also so I, coaching. I, but I mean, I both think... these guys are coaching. They're doing. They have active duties. But yes, they do make less appearances. So I just yes, I definitely feel as though you can look at what Quickshot does over there with what LCS does on the talent side and be particularly disappointed in LCS's talent development and their talent scouting and uh, just like the, the innovation, right? You know, even just the very fact that Quickshot was one of the first people to think, hey, why don't we have these like guests sometimes on the, on the show? You know, you don't see any kind of like, here's like the big brain play from LCS. I think a lot of that just goes into, I, I particularly feel my suspicion, my theory would be that uh, LC, LEC has, I would guess, probably a lot of new faces behind the scenes that have brought a lot of new hype and excitement to that show in a way that LCS maybe has a lot of the same people that have been there for a very long time. And I, I think, you know, people over time, sometimes they don't, you know, they get comfortable with the job that they have or they don't innovate as much or whatever because they're used to doing it the same way year after year. And uh, and that might be the case for at least some of the people working on the LCS broadcast. And so I think maybe even bringing in some new people who can help revitalize it or rethink it or challenge assumptions I think would be really good. Um, to get back on a little bit to like the talent scouting point, like that is somewhat what Gabby is, or excuse me, Latigris is supposed to be obviously when they have her hosting a different, Segment like you're talking on Friday night to to change up their looks. That is clearly what that attempt is. Whether or not that's hitting your fancy of what you like or not. Sure, but who uh, was the last person they brought on before Latigris? I mean, are, are we encountering color? Are we including color? Yes. Okay, so probably high. Oh, I see what you're saying. Analyst desk. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is like, yeah, flowers. Like they do have people they they bring yeah, the on. last person i was thinking of was ovaly yeah no i mean like a lot of people lec brings on are like i mean medic and then there's like one-offs right what was lore are the two most recent ones i yeah. think yeah. um so I, I my point is not that lcs should not be experimenting more and bringing people on i just think you know the same way that when i look at talent acquisition and pro play and i say north america has brought on less people in these rosters, like I bet if I went and looked at the, the rosters of LCS and LEC, I wonder what, you know, in terms of I mean, here's a question. acquisitions, if there's been big differences. Jet is now off the broadcast. Yep. Do we have any expectations for him being replaced anytime soon with somebody who is... He'll come back in six months. Maybe. <laughs> but like, I, I actually, they, they didn't even try to replace him the last time he left, right? Uh... Wasn't that when High came on the show for a split? I mean, they had other analysts. They had like a couple analysts as people, but it's not like they. Yeah, found... I'm trying to remember. It's so long ago yeah. at this point. Or, or when Jet moved to the desk, they didn't try to replace him. On well, they the had Zyrene side. then too. So I think I think there's definitely Zyrene point... back. I think there's definitely a point about new cast uh, color casters and stuff. 
because that is something that's been draining a little bit, it feels like. Uh, but in terms of just general, like trying to bring people on, there has been some, but I definitely think that there could be more for sure. Yeah. Well, Dally, man, uh, we are entering Broxa territory, so it's time for us to end our conversation. But is there anything you want to shout out? Um, shout out Game Fuel and Draft Buff. It was fun this last weekend. And shout out Alienware. Yeah, oh, so we much, should man. talk about that, Travis. How is your draft buff going? No, we'll talk. We'll talk about it during the draft <laughs> buff break. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Um, final thing that I, I meant to mention this at the beginning, but I totally forgot to. Uh, like in terms of my own personal involvement at Riot, like I'm still a like independent contractor, so like I don't get looped in to decision making on any level above basically like what I'm actually doing on the show, which is like the segments I'm a part of and stuff like that. Um, I meant to say at the beginning for context for all the conversation, but I forgot to. So I'm just saying it now. Well, let's take a quick break before we get Brox on. While we get Brox on, maybe I'm going to send out a message in the channel. All right, whatever. I'm going to message him. Um, and talk about Alienware, by the way. Shout out to Alienware. I, I actually don't think... I think we might have a poll ready to go. Do we not? Uh, let, me, let me try this. It looks like we do. Oh, God, this base plate's heavy. What are you doing? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Keep doing your thing. Ignore right. me. Uh, well, either way, shout out to Alienware for sponsoring uh, so much of what we do. Uh, they actually... I have a... I have a 34... What do you... I feel really. I'm trying to. Sh I'm trying to show my 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 the the Alienware laptop I have off, but I. It's hard because I don't have a mirror. Look there. I think it is. you're just showing Discord. Well, it's supposed to be the laptop. I'm trying to angle it off the reflection of my phone. Is this a good Alienware plug? Do you think you want to clip this and send it? No, they are in the chat though right now. I see. I see one of them. Actually, this, uh, is, a, this is a great great laptop. It's really lightweight. It's mobile. I absolutely love it. Marcy um, is in the, the chat right now, and actually, <laughs> um, we have a 34-inch monitor that just showed up that Kobe won in the TFT tournament that I did during the break uh, that Alienware sent him. He has to figure out how to, to get all that set up on his on his desk. Uh, but it's really it's, there's even more Alienware stuff entering this this home, not even for me. Uh, but I want to shout out Alienware. They do so much, and I really appreciate them, especially during this time where, you know, like, to be frank, originally... Uh, our deal involved a lot more events and in-person things. And that is something that has been perhaps a little complicated during this time. And I, it's just been fantastic to work with them through all that stuff because we found other really cool ways that we can do this stuff. Like that TFT thing I was just talking about with Kobe where we did this TFT tournament and we were able to put that on and that was part of like a digital event that they did. And so I, I just got to say, like, I think there's a really good chance that if I was working with other brands, they would say, well, hey, guess what? You know, you we can't bring you to this event, so you're screwed, uh, you know, deal canceled or something like that. And uh, it's been really cool to work with them. They understand that it's important for me to be able to figure out ways to do this stuff. So uh, I really want to shout out Alienware. You can go check out Alienware.com slash Travis and use Travis 10 off Q2. There's a Q2 at the end of that promo code now. Uh, because this, some of you guys were telling your friends about it, so we gotta we gotta lock it down, make it a little bit more secret. 
Either way, that link is in the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube, and we want to thank Alienware so much for everything they do to support the show. Okay, time for Broxa to come on. Let's see, where is he? Uh, while you figure that out, people in Twitch chat, or excuse me, in Discord who are posting takes, I'll be reading them again in a second, but we're definitely going to be looking for more game-centric ones from here on out and predictions and reactions to week ones and stuff like that. Stuff about stuff that Broxa can answer. Hi, Broxa. Hello. Hi. Broxa, what's your what's your take Wait, on the Else Broxa, Guest broadcast? Hang on, Broxa, I'm going to call you on Skype. Uh, just do me a favor and mute as soon as you answer. Like right. Mute, mute on I Skype. The mute the Skype call so that we don't hear you through Discord and Skype. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, there we go. So it's so seamless to add this stuff in through Skype. Uh, everybody makes fun of Skype, but here we are getting him in so easily. Oh, God. There's a CLG take. Or there's some, it's not even a take. It just says disband CLG, and it has a lot of emojis on it. <laughs> That's a great oh, take. Shit. You should pull that. It's not a take. It's like a statement, you know? A take can be a statement. All right. Yeah, are, so... we, are we good? Yes, we're good, and everybody yeah. can hear right. you. Okay, Broxa, Perfect. do you have any opinions on the broadcast? I don't even know if you watch it. I do watch it. I've watched most of the games, if not... I, I, I don't want to say I've watched every single game, but close to that at the very but Do you watch, then... like, the zany analyst desk antics where uh, Mark Z is playing Jat stats and stuff like that? <laughs> um... I, I want to say yes, just to make just to make Mark happy, but uh, it's probably going to be a no. I'd, I'd rather you say you don't watch the countdown, so I can <laughs> at some point try and surprise you if you ever appear on it. Yeah, with shit I know that you don't watch. I I haven't watched it yet at the very least. Let me, let me put it that way. Yeah, which is funnily enough a good point to make about people who are like, man, why isn't the LCS more creative? And then we stick all our creative shit in the pregame show, which has probably the lowest viewership. I think it's very true. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, when, when it comes to the broadcast, I don't know, I, I've seen a lot of comments about the good and bad stuff, but most of all, I know there's been issues, but I'm just happy to see that Rad is taking some risks with the, the LCS broadcast, because maybe everything isn't perfect, but I know at the start when LEC happened, there was a lot of criticism towards everything that's going on, so hopefully, you know, after a certain amount of time, everyone can be happy with the result. No, I think that's true. I mean, I talked about it in the video that I made where I'd much rather have them be fucking up than have them just doing the exact same shit they've been doing for years. And so I am happy, Jack tweeted, I think, about about how he was happy that they're taking risks. And uh, certainly maybe I disagree with the risks that they took, but <laughs> I I do think uh, it's good to see them at least trying. So Process of elimination. Just try things and be like, we didn't like that. Yes. And just keep going. Yeah, just See? wait until people stop saying cringe in, in Twitch chat, and then you'll be good. Uh, I don't, Mark, do you have any questions for Broxa before we start getting into the calls? No, given that's a shortened show, I think we should just get right into callers. Okay, cool. Well, off off Mark goes to grab our first caller. Uh, uh, want... People in the waiting room need to undeafen themselves so yeah. I can talk to them. If you're if you're muting your everything, you can't hear that Casey and a lung sauce. Hopefully you unmute. All right, whatever. Anyway, uh, thank you to Robot Russ, Wrist Nubs Gaming, uh, Real Foxy One for 31 months. Holy moly. Odd One Villain, Captain Swoos, N.A. Alistar, and uh, something for Kobe. I can't read that. It's kind of blurred out. So many things. Casual Delusion. I think I got those already. Smoke Dog, Nemsic, LDZ, 
All right. Uh, looks like Mark is almost done grabbing our first color. Here we are. A Wong sauce. Is that how you're supposed to say it? It's A Wong, well, I bet. Yes, yes. Like A1? But Yeah. Okay. It's like A1 of, sauce. It's yeah. a picture of A1 as his profile. Come on. Yes. Gotcha. Good uh, Good job, Mark. You're very... Anyway, what are you, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Orange County, California. Orange County. A, a controversial place. Uh, a, a lot of us Angelinos have been making fun of Orange County recently. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Do you, what do you What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I talked about how Tactical is a top three ADC in NA, and he's probably better than Double Lift right now. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, how <laughs> would you... We, we're giving Brox an easy one. Uh, <laughs> you think this is a layup? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, so why... Why would you say top three, and who else would you put in that three with them? Because anytime you say top three, you got to say who else you, you put in there. Um, I think Zven for sure is number one, and then uh, two and three can argue some combination of like tactical, uh, bang, or actually that's about you it. Have to hard, yeah, you have to hard commit. Yeah. If you're saying top yeah, three, so... you can't list four. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Tactical and Bang are some order in two and three. Okay. Mark? What? Broxus should go first. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I want to, I mean, this is going to be easy for Broxus. So I'm curious if you, if you think there are other 80s that deserve to be up there. Uh, last one was actually a tough one to talk about 80s. Um, Bang was obviously the number two behind Sven, who was obviously the number one. And after that, it was kind of open. Uh, I think you can look at Cody Sun, who had a pretty decent split. Um, and then, like, you know, Double If really was mediocre. Uh, last split, it felt like uh, I didn't think, you know, Turtle was fine on FlyQuest, but definitely not like the, the main focal point by any stretch. Uh, so it kind of it was hard to find a third. So I think Tactical can easily slot in there if no one else picks it up. So I don't think it's that crazy of a take. Based off this weekend, would you say you thought Tactical oh, yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tactical was nuts this this weekend in the game versus TL or excuse me TSM. He had fifty percent of his team's damage, fifty percent, four percent. Like played a Felios twice, I think. All right, Broxa. Here's, your, here's the moment to <laughs> surprise everyone by saying, "Yeah, tactical, kind of whatever." <laughs> oh, you're just expecting a really boring response. Though. I mean, I guess we'll see if I surprise you or not. Okay. So to be fair, I think when it comes to the top three, uh, to me, the the top three AD carry. The, the top three AD carries in NA has to be Sven, Double Lift, and Tactical without a doubt. Obviously, Tactical hasn't played too many games in the LCS yet, and he still has a lot to prove. I believe he has played how many games? Maybe five in total now, including yeah. the games from the last split. Um, already had a really good showing in the first week, and yeah, that that definitely is the, the clear top three to me, and I think it's it's I don't know. I guess it can be argued, or rather, it's actually pretty difficult to say right now um, who, who is at the top. I think it would be unfair not to put Sven at the number one spot right now, but I feel like there's a pretty good chance the tactical is going to be up there by the end of this. But you're, you're still putting double lift in there, and most people felt like he had a pretty rotten spring split, and it and I, mean, I think even he has said he hasn't played very well during spring, and uh, this past weekend it didn't feel like he super stood out, right? I. Um, I have tried to make it pretty clear up until this point, and I'm still going to stand by that. That's a, that I actually still believe in in Peter a lot. Um, I enjoyed being on team with Peter. I I really enjoyed having him as a teammate, and 
honestly, I feel like when when it comes to spring split team liquid, I don't feel like any of us were in the greatest position to perform. The thing is when you're in a team where there's there's just a, a lack of team play, you don't have the greatest synergy and honestly our team just completely collapsed in spring and I think that made every single player on the team look worse than they actually are individually. Like pretty much anyone has gotten, you know, a lot of toxicity and negativity coming their way after spring. Um probably with Jensen being the, the only exception really, um, because he was the, the most consistent member all throughout. But um I, I don't really wanna judge judge Peter yet. I obviously he has something to prove here in the summer split because spring wasn't the greatest and I mean they, they didn't have a fun first game of, of the split, but at the same time the guy has been so good for so long and I have a hard time seeing him not come back, especially now with, with the motivation he's coming back with. Like th this guy is gonna, you know, wanna crush some people and destroy our dreams, especially I bet. So Well he didn't uh, he didn't do that this past weekend. Uh so so Yeah, I mean maybe he's saving up for the next time, or yes. maybe the next time is just gonna be an even quicker one in our favor. <laughs> I guess we'll see how it goes. Did you guys target him at all? Because you had really high jungle proximity bot lane. Was there any like pregame <laughs> meeting or anything that was like, all right, let's go fuck him up? Uh, not really, actually. Um, most of all, we 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 obviously like th there was a bit of a mental thing going into the TSM game, knowing that we were going up against Peter and really wanting to beat them. I mean, especially going up against Peter on TSM. It's like two reasons that you have to win. Everyone wants to beat TSM just for the memes, right? Um, but, but most of all, we just focused on ourselves and tried to play our own game, and luckily it went pretty smoothly. I'm trying to remember, Mark, the last time a player came out of Academy, a North American player came out of Academy that people lauded and ranked so highly. I think Licorice might have been the last one. Because, uh, like, the tactical thing has been really exciting to me because I, you know, people all complain about North America, North American talent, et cetera, et cetera. And it does feel like, at least out the gate, he's looking really good. Yeah, Blabber uh, is for sure the other one who came oh, yeah, out yeah, and yeah, shit all over everything. But it felt weird because he kept coming in and out. You know, it wasn't like out of nowhere, whereas at least, you know, Licorice was just starting as soon as he got into the LCS. Uh, other people, Mike Young, Fake God, Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Uh, Johnson. And I, and I guess maybe some of those have been... Vulcan. Have been highly rated, but then they kind of fall off or they don't... They linger, and so maybe we'll have to see how it goes with tactical. But man, it seems like there's a lot of hype behind him right now. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like Mike Young had just as much hype as after tactical. one. Rift he has more. Yeah, 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 way more. Everyone was Mike Young hype train after he he crapped on Europe, but like that quickly faded. Wait, Broxy, were you playing in that Rift Rivals? I played against them. I remember going into that Rift Rivals. All of NA were hyping up this guy's Nidalee to an extent that I had never experienced before. <laughs> he was like coming in as like the god Nidalee, the best Nidalee the world has ever, had ever seen. And I mean, he did play pretty well as so that. that but, uh, yeah. He used up all his talent for that tournament and just faded away after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the question for Tactical was like, this was obviously an insane weekend. There's going to be lows coming over the course of the season. It's a long season. Uh, the question is, like, where does he actually end up? Does he stay hot like Licorice, or does he become like Mike Young and those kinds of things? Yeah. Well, uh, Awang Sauce, any, any follow-up to any of this? Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that uh, the reason I said he's better than Double uh, F right now is I think uh, ADC especially is a really team-focused role, and uh, TSM doesn't really know how to play with their, with their ADC. 
I mean, we saw last split with Kabe, how like Kabe got a lot better when he went to Misfits, and uh, Doublelift just kind of does the same thing Kabe did, which is like play okay for most of the game, but then the team doesn't know how to play around him. Whereas like a... like Liquid can play around. Um, so I'm, I'm not gonna go too much more, but like I think yeah, just like I think right now, um, it's both both like a Liquid thing and a and a tactical thing like so it's tactical. potentially it's right not now even it's about the players so much as the teams that are enabling them or uh, just or suppressing them oh uh, yeah you could say that yeah, yeah. mark you we'll get into tsm yeah no I yeah we have tsm caller uh long sauce any anything you want to shout out before you we move uh, on to the next yeah call? uh shout out tactical for carrying my uh draft buffs team and shout out to uh dell and alienware yeah thank you so much for the call all right thank you all right, on to the next caller. Off Mark goes. Uh, Shoutouts to where are we? Uh, X Adam XK. Thank you for the five months. Uh, and I think that's that's it in terms of subs. That's okay. Brock, so how are you how are you doing after LCS? I assume it's it got it's got to feel really good to get back into the swing of things. It was a pretty good first week for sure. I mean, I was, honestly, I have pretty mixed feelings about the first week because the first game was so great and then the second game of the LCS was one of the most depressing games I've ever experienced in my career. Like, I was just <laughs> struggling for the entire game on Trundle, trying not to fall 100 CS behind and it, it was not a fun one, but we, we kicked off with a 2 so that's something, yeah. right? Is Jack going to let you off Trundle anytime soon? I guess uh, I guess time will tell. So so far, I guess I'm uh, ex-Smithy in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, Keeps Ajwani out of the meta. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. Casey Clark, thanks for uh, calling in. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Moraga, California. And you've you've been on the show before. Yeah, I've been on a couple times. What do you want to talk about on the show this week? Uh, so I want to talk about uh, why Jat is going to carry Team Liquid to first or second i have to respect cloud now and i can't just say they're gonna win the split off the gate okay jet is going to yes um this is a rookie yeah. coach your rookie coach but with a great understanding of his weaknesses and really great strengths basically like everything that i've seen so far and i'm assuming brock can confirm this as well is that he's been really humble coming in and he understands that he is a rookie coach but the two things he's really great at are leadership that he's done a bunch of times in Riot, so that's a strength, as well as facilitating communication. And with a team of uh, veterans and tactical, that's really all the players need. I, th- I think Jad, Jad's greatest strength is his ability to manage expectations. Because uh, while you might say he's getting to the first or second, he's done a good job of being like, hey, everybody. I have no idea what I'm doing. So uh, let's all calm down. Remember, draft is not always on the coach. It's also on the players. I I don't know if you've picked up on this, Mark. I I tried. We had like an interview with him, I think, that we might have aired. He's done an interview with everyone except for me. Well, that's good. I wonder why. I uh, I asked. I think I, I sent it to the producer to ask, like, you know, what's the expectations for this team? Like, are you is it a world's expectation for this roster? And I think we got like, you know, PR answer back. We yeah. had a segment we were doing on the countdown last year called Mister Dignitas, where we pretended he was like the PR person for Dignitas, and I get apparently that worked well because now he does nothing but gives PR answers. Okay, yeah, I mean it makes sense. Um, all right, uh, Broxa is is Jack gonna carry you guys to first or second? I, again, we're getting so many easy calls for you. 
I'm not sure about the second place part, but I'm pretty convinced that he's gonna be part of us uh, getting our redemption and actually winning the split. Um, while I, I'm saying that without getting too arrogant, of course, but <laughs> I, I you're um, saying I'm not sure about the second, but definitely the first place, and then you say not getting too arrogant. I mean, as, as you know, I'm very humble. I never, never get too ahead of myself, and it's just a. Uh, I'm just saying realistic, really. That's all. Yeah, I can so, tell. Realistically, we're as getting As you can first. clearly hear, with Jad coming in, um, things are, are not going too bad. He has been doing a, a really, really good job so far as a head coach. I think um, what was, was said about him was pretty true. I think most of all, he's coming in and he, he comes in and he doesn't instantly start taking control on, on, of everything and, you know, starts dictating everything that's going on because he, he does know that he's, you know, the least experience and so it's like being on the team side of things and he still has a lot to learn but at the same time he's not shy of um changing up the structure changing up how we do things providing feedback and um i'm, I'm convinced that slowly while we proceed and and the split goes on he's gonna he's gonna adjust more and more things here and there and be be a big part of of us coming back here in the summer split I actually think the what well, we've talked about the tsm and tl rivalry i actually think the jet and parth thing is very interesting and people should should maybe talk about it a bit more because these are two coaches that i feel have a lot to prove in terms of jet being this really well-known name that's on the coaching side for the first time parth being somebody that people have been really critical of uh and i have an interview that i did with doublelift uh, that'll come out later this week where he was saying you know his expectation for parth is that he he levels up his drafting knowledge over time and can come in with like really strong concepts around the drafting side of things, which was somewhat surprising to hear from from Peter, given that I feel like in the past he said that coaches should be more facilitators. But uh, I don't know. I think I think these are two very interesting figures with a lot of eyes on them uh, on the coaching side. Yeah, I, I would love at the end to also just get like a retro on like what ended up happening with with Jat. Like, what did he change? Because I feel like that's a problem with coaches and coaching in general is people are so secretive about what they're doing that you never actually get to hear from anyone involved what they're doing. And it's like, oh, yeah, changing up some systems, changing up some philosophies, you know, and you're like, ah, what does that mean? You know, like, was the scrim blocks like, you know, we had like when I used to coach, it was like, okay, post game, I try and hit the top three things I thought were the most important things so we don't get bogged down in these like hour long things that TSM would do when Loco was coaching and like having these, like, you know, I'm always so curious what the specifics are. Like, what is a post game? What does a jet led post game look like? Or is he not even the one leading post game? Like these are always the things I'm, I'm hoping it, to hear, but I understand in the middle of the season that no one wants to talk about that. But, but I mean, you say this about coaches, but honestly, I feel like this is just a general thing that no one really knows what's going on inside a team. Like when, when yeah. I look at TSM, I have no idea how the entire system works. I only see, the players playing on stage as well as in scrims, but it's just like no one knows who's actually carrying this team, whether it's a coach or a player. We don't know anything, right? And yeah, um, that that's a general thing. For, for but you have more visibility into what a player is doing for a team than at, a coach. at the very least. A player goes I, I, out. I know and plays. what yeah. each player is doing on my team. I know what each player did on Fnatic last year, but I don't know. Um, what each player is providing to TSM. Looking from the outside, I can have an idea of which player is the most important to TSM. Looking at G2, I can have an idea of which player is carrying G2. But you can never really know for sure because you only see like 
a little small bit of the of the big picture and what's happening throughout the week what's what's happening in terms of communication and the process all leading up to the stage games right but but to mark's point if impact retired tomorrow and steve came to you and said you can pick any of the other nine top laners in the lcs and i will write the biggest check and get them you would be able to i think have a better understanding of which player you feel like would contribute no, best the, to your team than perhaps a coach, right? For, if they sure. said, I want the, you to get the, any coach. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, it, it definitely isn't the easiest task to write or like to, to judge coaches, but I just want to make it clear that for player, players, it's kind of this, a similar thing, right? Because yeah. you, you only see the stage performance and that's really it. And there's so much more inserts, but yeah, I mean, um, like, uh, Sven Skaren, 2016 spring TSM looked like a trash can because he was, you know, playing really aggressively and the team was totally on different pages. And then 2016 summer, he's like the best jungler in the league. And honestly, his play style didn't change at all. It's like the rest of the team leveled up around him. But if you ask fan perception, one split to the next, it's like, whoa, he got way better. Yeah, yeah, and there are really some. Like honestly, when it comes to it, there are some coaches that can really help up level up players, whether it comes from draft whether it comes to structure helping players with like their routines in terms of like being healthy going to the gym like all of these basic things that basically a lot of pro players don't really do but that some coaches actually force upon players in order to, to level up that teams um it could be in terms of change of play style individual coaching all all these sorts of things right and i have both like I, i've worked with a lot of coaches by now and i've seen the good <laughs> kind of losing focus a little bit. <laughs> Come on, Snake. Um, he, he just going, I've both <laughs> seen the, the good and the, the, the bad sides of it. And uh, so far, go back to the chat point, he's definitely working working towards the, the very good side. Yeah. Can we ask, no no names, what's the most tilting thing a coach has done where you, <laughs> you've just like facepalm because of it? Forced me to play a style that I thought was that I thought would heavily decrease our chances of winning. What a safe answer! <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say something like, "We were all told to have to eat peppers one night because it would make us all work together better," or something like that. I mean, I I don't really know, honestly. I haven't had any like super super harsh coaches in that regard. I've had coaches in the past that would try to force. Um, force all players to go to the gym and these type of things but usually it wouldn't really impact me so much because i would go already but i don't know um yeah generally i thought i thought that was a pretty good one <laughs> someone yeah. made you play something that you thought was just crap yeah yeah that... i mean it, it could be like my coach uh, thinking that it's a great idea to, to blind pick trundle and give close in italy like okay i'm just <laughs> joking right but <laughs> it, there, there can be a lot of examples right some when it comes to the game itself, someone when it comes to out of game stuff. Uh, Casey, you were gonna say something? Yeah, that's a that's a good point, right? Because uh, talking about being forced, right, Broxa? Because if you if you felt that you needed to in a stage game, and you said, let's let's say Jatwani to Peck Sejuani, and you said, I need uh, Elise this game, like he would give that to you, right? If you really like fought for it. That again depends on the on the coach. Um, in, in this case, if I well, usually when it comes to draft, it's like it's not only jats. It's it's like a draft is being done. It's like kind of a combination of players, jats, Kane. Kane's still there as a strategic mm -hmm. coach, and 
really um, helps out out a lot with the in-game stuff and drafts as well. Um, we have uh, Dodo and Chris as assistant coaches. We have an analyst. Like we actually have so many coaches and an <laughs> analyst. I've never had this many people around around my team before, so so that's pretty interesting. But um, if someone asks me, "Hey, Broxler, can you blind pick Trundle here?" and I tell them. I refuse to blind pick Trundle because we're really going to lose if I do it. And yes, most of the time they would allow me to, to pick something else and we would try to find the middle ground. But there are also coaches that that just don't care at all and um, that, that just force you to play something regardless because sometimes players can have some really interesting and crazy ideas in terms of what they want to play and be really stubborn in the moment. Whereas usually the coaches look at, at the bigger picture and um, that they are the ones getting the flag if the draft falls apart and if if we lose the game because of a draft, right? So it, it's a bit of a about finding a middle ground, I would say, generally speaking. Casey, thanks so much for calling in. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, a couple times in the past, I've gotten uh, memed on in Twitch chat for my stutter on calls, and I don't have a stutter, but I just want to point out to people that attacking people for things they don't have control over isn't fun, it isn't amusing, and it uh, makes this show a, a less open place to everyone. So just keep that in mind. Thanks, Sorry Casey. for the bad note. No, no, no I appreciate it. That's not a bad note at all. That's a good note for all the people who shit on people for coming on here. And I think it's totally fine for people to spam, hang up at like takes they don't like and you know have fun and like meme each other, but there's definitely... A portion of the Twitch chat audience, which is just attacks people for being nervous and shit like that, and it can be awkward coming on here with three people. Yeah, that's the thing that drives me crazy too. Is that like a ton of those people will never actually call in, you know? Uh, and, and yet they're here to just like mock other people who are calling into a show with two thousand people watching it live, and then tens of thousands of people watching it later, and then just uh, all, you know meeting these really impressive, famous people. Casey, thanks so much for the call, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. All right, moving on to the next caller, and then we'll do a break. <clears throat> Word flex, Travis. I'm just memeing. Let's see. Awang Sauce, thank you for the prime. I really appreciate it. Some subs in the chat. It's always nice. We got another caller coming up in just a second. Oh, Dr. Manhattan said, met the caller IRL. He's a good dude. Be nice. I don't know if I Got uh, several more callers, and we'll be taking a break very shortly. And here we go. Joey Sosa. Is that, did I say that right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Joey Sosa, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Tampa, Florida. Okay, you're a little, can you get maybe closer to your mic or something? You're a little quiet. Sure, is that any better? Slightly. Uh, Just turn them up a little bit. I've turned them up to 200. Anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that uh, TSM will not make it to Worlds this year, and they will continue to not make it until they grab an import jungler or change a lot of their infrastructure. I think the changes for... I think Double if going to TSM doesn't fix any of the core issues they had last split, and it won't make them a playoff... Well, I mean, they'll make it to playoffs, but they're not going to make it to Worlds. They're not going to be a, a Worlds contender this year. Oh boy. After after Brock's talking about not being able to judge uh, players and teams from the outside, it's time to judge a player and teams from the outside. 
Uh, I mean, to be fair, when it comes to TSM in particular, they um <laughs> they have not treated their junglers very nicely. I, I don't think that's a secret to anyone by now. I I'm not even sure how many junglers have. I don't want to say have to have gotten their careers ruined after being part of TSM, but <laughs> oh, there, there's been some rough experiences over there. That's for sure. And honestly, you feel defensive for junglers. I'm I'm really cur- I'm I'm just really curious. And this is one of the cases where even I am curious. What on earth is going on in there? And what on earth is causing this? Because usually they seem to have so much staff around them. They seem to have good structure. They have good players. But somehow it just <laughs> usually goes wrong. And and it's it's usually these hyper aggressive junglers that join. And then they just sit there and farm on Sejuani, and it doesn't really make sense, right? <laughs> There's one way to find out. You can always join yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes, there's some you, you can, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a couple of years, come back on the show after you've got over there and give us the full report, because I'd love to find out. <laughs> I, uh, so obviously TSM has had, uh, to the caller's point, like, it's it's happened enough now that there's clearly something going on. Uh, but I wonder, uh, do you think... Where would you quickly power rank TSM in the LCS, having probably screened them and played against them a little bit? Uh, and then do you think that they can make worlds? Or would you expect them to make worlds this split? Where would I rank them? I don't know. I feel like it's so hard to say right now. Um, you could even just say like top half, bottom half, if you don't want to you know, get into specifics. I don't know. I, I would probably rank them somewhere in the middle. Whether that's top half or bottom half is pretty hard for me to say. But at the same time, it's just so hard to judge them because they haven't really, they haven't had their roster for too long yet. They have two two new members coming in. I am expecting expecting uh, Doublelift to be able to level up that team. I don't think Kobe was bad by any means, but I uh, I consider Doublelift really highly, and I know that he's very unhappy, very angry, and ready to prove something. So I'm expecting something something out of this guy, um, but but. Yeah, probably somewhere in the top half. Will they make it to Worlds? Seems to be a bit of a coin flip. All depends on how much they actually grow and improve. Yeah, I uh, to the caller's point, I'm probably pretty far in their camp. I don't know if they need a you know import jungler to get there, but they're I'm a little sus on them right now. They, they you guys absolutely slapped them around. Didn't look very impressive. I'm trying to remember their second game. Who was it against last week? Let me look it up real quick. They won the second game. Yeah, I know they right? won. I just forget Dig. who they played. Dig? Oh, Dig, yeah. Can I, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, Dig. Yeah, I mean, I don't give them very much credit for beating Dig. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still hesitant on them. Uh, I Like, the Smithy stuff is interesting. Just about some of the rumors going around him and you know if, if TSM would ever pick him up and stuff like that but have you heard rumors that those conversations are taking place I would have assumed no no no, no not that him. I was saying the rumors about Smithy and his oh. benching and some of that stuff comboed with the fact that TSM hasn't picked him up like I would think naively if you if I didn't know this these kinds of rumors and stuff I would be like yeah you could you don't need an import jungler you could go get Smithy off of mortals and maybe make it happen but I don't think that's ever going to happen this split based off those those things I mean, I think, I don't know, I'm trying to remember when roster lock is, but 
or the trade deadline is. But I think if TSM's looking not great and Speaker's not looking great and Xmithy's still sitting on the bench and they think to themselves, we're not going to go to Worlds without this, of course you grab Xmithy, right? Oh, sorry. Total tangent. Brox, what do you think of the Kane and like playing against him, what Speaker should have done different? Like, because a lot of people watching that were just like, what the fuck is this 23 minute transformation? <laughs> you know, like. Do you, do you think that was the team failing him uh, not picking it in the right spot or having played against it, did anything stand out where you're like, he should have been there and he wasn't? Uh, I'm not sure what he could have done differently, honestly. Um, I do think when you have a, a rookie jungler picking Kane in his first match doesn't really seem to be the right approach because when you lock in Kane, a lot of things can go really well and you can hard carry the game, but there's also so many things that can go wrong. And if you don't come in with a really good plan, if you don't have a team who's really good at playing around you, then you're going to get your form 23, 23 minutes into the game and everyone's going to spam jungle difference after the game. <laughs> and it, it's just so hard because if things don't go right in the early game with this champion, you're just going to be so useless and the enemy jungler is going to take it advantage of you which is pretty much what happened right and then it can be argued that like if if the issue is speaker coming in with the wrong pathing if team didn't play well enough around him if they should even have picked kane in the first place um honestly i was surprised seeing them lock in kane once again because this guy is coming in with so much pressure um locking in kane i don't know it, it just seems a bit <laughs> weird to me like just pick something a little a little more standard or a little safer, I would say. Just give him a give him a a decent chance to get a good start. I feel like I don't mind the Kane pick in itself because I watch like whenever C9 brings in a new player, they, it feels like they bend their drafts over backwards to accommodate mm. like that person, and I think that can work really well. But I didn't see the rest of the team accommodating like when when Licorice started playing and he was like basically two tricking. GP and I forget what the other meta, meta top winner was at the time. I'd been NAR and like the rest of the team. And he was just playing all carries and the team would deal with it. And then mm. when Blabber comes in, they're like, all right, Galio, fucking GP top with Lulu or Yumi and Ezreal. And they're like, everything's a global or empowers you. That's every champ. And like, so I think when you pick Kane and, and you're basically like, send your mid, it's like, well, we just wanted the strong mid, which isn't really synergy to me or, or playing to him. So I, I, I don't hate the Kane if, if there was more clear work done yeah the, the problem is they just they, it just felt like they kind of picked kane for him without really having a clear plan how to play <laughs> yeah. around it and how to actually help him make use of the cane and, and and snowball with it and that's why i said that if, if you don't really know how you want to help your rookie jungler make use of the cane if he can't force people to play around him in the right way then it, it, it probably isn't the greatest choice. I don't know if I've ever seen a Kane even transform this later. It was pretty <laughs> brutal, honestly. Um, so I felt kind of bad for him being being in that position. Uh, Joey, I know we've kind of gone off topic, but do you have any any additional thoughts or anything you were thinking as we were talking? The only thing I wanted to talk about specifically is the main reason I said uh, I talked about getting an import jungler is I just think that they need somebody that is much more aggressive and that they can actually like play around in the jungle position i feel like the best teams in lcs right now are the teams that have um good mid jungle synergy and that obviously usually means that you have good players in those positions 
So I think that they should try to look in outside sources. I know the team has a lot of money. So like I, I know they should try to get like more options for sure. But I, it doesn't specifically have to be important. I mean, Xmithy would probably be a good choice if he's available. Honestly, I, I feel like this topic in general is so tricky because I feel like around the LCS, there's so many people complaining about the league being filled with imports. And this guy is actually coming in as a as a rookie jungler. He's from NA, and from what I understand, without having followed the Academy League too well, he seemingly did pretty well in the Academy League. And maybe with time, the Bjergsen can help shape him into a good jungler. Maybe it can work out. So I, I feel like the, the easy solution would be to import someone, which usually is what happens, but maybe in the long term, actually having a, a an NA resident jungler who that they can try to shape into something could be the way to yeah. go. My my only worry with that is I feel that TSM is probably the worst team to grow their jungler. Yeah, I don't. I feel like saying, team. "Don't worry, TSM will shape this jungler." Is like a <laughs> it's like you're gonna get too many people that are like, I mean, oh, yes, they'll mold him right into Sejuani. Perfect yeah. shape." It, it's just like I'm more mean. This is like this is usually what happens, right? Because there's, there's so many people around the scene wanting to give academy players like new rookies a chance, but I feel like the rookie. Rookies rarely get a chance before people want them kicked mm-hmm. from the team because this guy went 1 1. It's not that bad. Um, and I mean, he had a rough game. I had a really rough game uh, yesterday as well. I did not have fun yesterday. If I <laughs> wasn't as experienced as I am, there probably would be a lot of Team Liquid fans uh, telling Steve to, to get an import really fast, to get a different <laughs> import rather. Um, so I think the guy should have a fair chance before, we, before anyone wants him out, really. What a, what a fair, balanced perspective. Joey, is there anything you want to say before we move on to a quick break? Uh, just a quick shout-out. I just uh, obviously shout-out Alienware. Um, shout-out you guys. Uh, I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller, so this was a really fun experience. Uh, Broxa, I'm a big fan. Uh, I look forward to seeing Liquid at Worlds if it happens this year, so I believe in you guys. Keep it, keep it up going, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. Ooh, thank you. For the call. Well, we're going to take a quick break to shout out and talk about our sponsor, second sponsor for the evening, Draft Buff. So Mark and I both did drafts for the Draft Royale, which, by the way, we're doing one for week two. I don't know if Mark's going to enter. We'll see. Um, but you can you can do exclamation mark fantasy in the chat right now to get a link to, to it. But Mark uh, made a, a really good decision and placed significantly higher than me. Where did you place, Mark? I was like 250 out of 2,000, whatever it was. 3,200. 3, we had 3,200 entrants. Uh, I came in 1099. So top third. But <laughs> hey, here, pick I picked double if you picked tactical. Tactical was your biggest earner on the tactical whole. Tactical was a beast. I knew it. And he was yeah. only $25 for that round. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be worth way more. Double have got 27.9 points for me. And I think you said tactical got you something like 60. Like six, 68 or something, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Niski came in pretty pretty good for me, but uh, but yeah, I unfortunately a, did not do well. Don't spend money on junglers, by the way. Wait, uh, Wait what? <laughs> for draft buff. Junglers are great for LCS. Uh, for this for this <laughs> mode, I, I, I spent a lot on, on uh, Blabber and like... He did really well, and I didn't. He got less points than Niski, even. I'm pretty sure. So I'm a. I mean, I think I got closer for not too much, and he got me 40 points, which is 
relatively high. I mean, Core and Niski did really well for me, but mid mid and ads go find who has good matchups and get those guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, uh, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna play again. Uh, there's a link in the description below if you want to do that. Oh, and shout out to where are we? So the top three winners, uh, first place with gold was Lyle, ISRX, then Thien, T-H-E-E-N, then Mason232. Congratulations to our top three performers in our Draft Royale. Uh, join up with DraftBuff, by the way. There's a you can, you can just go to draftbuff.com if you'd like to, if you don't want to use the link to join our, our Draft Royale. And uh, the referral code is Travis Gafford. It'll get you some coins so you can pick like a, a cool cosmetic thing in there. But the game is completely free. There's no betting. It's nothing complicated like that. It's just pure grit, grand old fantasy. We do uh, draft royales, which is what we did last week, what we're going to do this week. That's just like a one-off, one-weekend thing. So you don't have to commit to the full league if, or the whole season if you don't feel like it. But if you do want to go in-depth on the fantasy, they've got fantasies, uh, fantasy leagues as well. It's not too late. You can go in there. There's still, I saw some leagues. And by the way, they do LEC leagues as well. I believe they do LCS and LEC combined if you want that option. And they now do LCK. So if you want to do LCK, maybe you're an avid LCK watcher. Maybe you, uh, your name is Last Shadow uh, and LS stands for something. Anyway, you can go create an LCK league as well. So they got a whole bunch of cool stuff over there. I've been talking to them. What I really want them to do I'm going off script for this a little bit, but I actually think it'd be really cool if they did a uh, stock, mar- stock market, LCS stock market, like what you guys do on the broadcast. I think that'd be fun. Is that spreadsheet still public? I can't. I couldn't find it. I think I tweeted at LCS stats and they ignored me. I don't know. I'd have to dig in, look around, because I know we have a, a, a thing we use, but I don't know if it's public. Papa Smithy says, give Alice cut of the profits from you name dropping him. Papa Smithy, Alice talked on my show about how many subs he has. That man does not need the cut of any of my profits, all right? He's doing great. And by the way, living in Korea is a lot cheaper than living in L.A., so he's he's got it all figured out already. Either way, thank you so much to uh, DraftBuff for sponsoring the show. Be sure to join our Draft Royale. Congratulations to our winners, and uh, can't wait to talk about it next week, see how everybody else did. Back to the show, though. Great speech. Thank you, Broxa. Someday you'll have to shout out sponsors too, because we'll be too old to play. Um, actually, Broxa, how I'm curious. You're relatively, you're much younger than I think you seem, because you're so mature. Do you want to? How old are you again? Yeah, how old am I, Travis? I'm gonna Google this right now because I thought what I remember mean? you. What? This is cheating. I, I remember. Yeah, you're 22. I think I remember interviewing you when you weren't even 21, and it you definitely seemed like you could drink in the U.S., but then you couldn't, and it was very funny. I guess I'll take those as a compliment. Skips 35 <laughs> is here. You're great. Skips 35 is here. Skips, where are you calling from? Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, my take is Cloud Nine will lose more than zero games this split. Wait, what? Cloud Nine will lose more they than won't go zero undefeated. games this split. Correct. Okay, that's an interesting way of phrasing it. Yeah, I mean, I they didn't go undefeated. That's this feels like a cold take. I mean, Mark pulled me, so like it was a, <laughs> it was it was to pull, it was to get on C nine. All right, it was a C nine topic. Oh my and god! It's, it's... And my my follow up was going to be what? How many losses do you think people that they will get? Um, how many teams will beat them? 
roughly three to five. And those pro will probably be like TL, maybe one Golden Guardians, because they look kind of sporadic. So, yeah. Niski's in chat. Niski, how many games are you guys going to lose? Niski says only Broxa can beat me. So there you go. So they can only lose oh, twice wow. by that. All right. So so um, how many times will Team Liquid be C9? Yeah. If only if only Broxa can beat him, how come he lost TSM last split in the regular Steve. season? Steven's, Steve is in the chat. He says 2L. He's saying TL, 2L, C9. If Steve says it, then uh, I guess I'm on a mission. It's time. <laughs> I look, yeah, it looks like Niski's saying only, they'll only do two two game two games. Uh, either way, so I think. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think C9 will actually lose more than one this split. Yeah, I uh, think the league is way stronger. Yeah. What what, think, what are these predictions like? <laughs> C9 will lose more than one game. Broxa, it you was, know, Broxa, uh, I was a fan. Now I'm not. <laughs> What do you want us to say, dude? They want, they lost one game last split. Yeah, it's a it's it's a very bold bold hey, prediction listen, going to say into, they're going to lose two. Look, I've look, doubled their number of losses this weekend. Teams looked a lot stronger, but I actually think that like I actually think you know if before this, you know, a lot of people were probably saying, "Hey, will C9 not get first place?" You know, it's impossible they can't get that they would get less than first place. But this weekend, I think changed a lot of people. So I don't know. I think it's not that crazy after this to say like, "Hey." C9, who looked basically uncontested last split, maybe now will be contested. It, I think it, it's more like the, the way of putting it that, um, <laughs> yes, it, I know. It's very bold predictions, that's for sure. I mean, they it's brutalize just, ooh, the league. Like, I mean, in EU, I've seen some predictions, but here it's getting spicy, that's for sure. <laughs> what, what would constitute spicy? If I said three, would that, would that get your, your blood pumping a little bit? Predicting it seems to go 15 and 3. Oof. Is that the <laughs> level of spice we have over here? I mean, after they went 17 and 1. What is your prediction, Brock? So how, what will C9 score be? I mean, I don't really care what the oh was going to be. I, 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 I believe they're going to lose two games. Okay. I can't control the other 16. So that your prediction is... Okay. I, I, just, I can't control you, the other 16. Yeah, you critique... Misty already confirmed in chat. That I can beat him. Let's Shout be clear. I can't control any of them, and I'm still making a prediction. <laughs> okay, so the excuse of you're only willing to predict around the ones you can control, I think, is not very fair. Travis isn't playing, so they must go 18 and 0. He's the only one who can beat Niski. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, you can't crit critique everybody's predictions and then to be, be too fair, afraid us, to make us being like, I think they might lose more than one. Is not, <laughs> I mean, it's just how this entire conversation started, you know? This was so good. Like, I get that that's like a like a not very exciting, you know, conversation. I just, I think it's ironic that Broxa will mock us for our predictions and then refuse to make one of his own. Between TL, FlyQuest, okay, and I, I can, I can predict we're gonna win the split. There you go. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Dodge. We are gonna be in the final against C9. Maybe it's gonna go to five games. Maybe it's not. Time will tell. That's yeah. my prediction. Boom. That it, it's it's still not the spiciest of all, but it's a little better, no? It's better. Yeah. No, it's good. I'm it's good. I'm saying C9 15 and three, and they still win the split. Sorry. Do, who who do they lose to in those three games, Mark? Between you know? some random team, just a horrible random game, uh, 
TL, EG, and FlyQuest. They'll lose two so other C- ones. CLG would be the counter logic pick. They'll yeah, some some immortals dig game game where they just turbo troll and yeah. gets away from them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, skip, skip your... yeah, you know, it's like that. Everyone picks what they want at the end of the season game at week eight oh, when they've already game. locked first first seed. You know, those games are usually inexperienced. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Skips. Uh, do you have any other frozen takes for us now that Mark has brought you out of the freezer? Um, not really. Just cracks. <laughs> I really like the the duos with the boy boy over the off season. Those are really fun to watch. Well, That's thanks for it. the call. Any anything That's you want to shout out? Uh, Twitch Prime. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. I really loved that he just owned like that it was a cold take, but then put immediately put the blame on you. He's like, yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark picked me. <laughs> it had some emojis on it in Discord, and that's usually the you know the all right people want to talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about C nine. All right, on on to the next caller. I eat glue. Thank you for the prime, Danny Grimm, with the twelve months full year. Thank you, Retro TP, Sreyo, Winborny, uh, Nazari, gifted to Broxa, uh, Blue Oys Two, and DB Jarillus. Thank you, everyone, for the subs. We got Yishla here. Yishla, where are you calling from? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. What do you want to talk about on the show? So <clears throat> I think the, the problem with LCS isn't the production or anything else. I think the problem is the recycled players that we're seeing season after season just being mediocre. Uh, no one wants to watch Greg or Viper or Wiggly or Alltech week after week, season after season play anymore. And, you know, we know how average these players are, and there's really nothing exciting about them. Um, you know, if you look at the hype around young players like Tactical and Johnson or uh, someone less known like Closer coming in from the TCL and having, you know, really exciting play style uh, or having teams make, you know, exciting moves like uh, 100 Thieves bringing in Someday or TL bringing in Broxa, uh, you know, those types of exciting moves uh, when having fresh players and personalities is what's going to make LCS interesting again. Um, not seeing the same players season after season just be mediocre and average. So I think we have this call once in every 10 episodes, maybe even in the last couple of episodes, but I think what's unique about this is we can ask Broxa. Broxa, do you think mm-hmm. uh, that does like the LEC do a better job of recycling, or sorry, bringing in fresh faces to the league? Like, Do you see a really high churn rate of pros, or are there any players that you feel like have just been around for a long time or whatever? I feel like in the past two years, LEC definitely has done a better job of it. But I know back uh, when I began or when I was trying to get into the, the LEC or EULCS three and a half years ago, it was kind of the same thing where it was really difficult to even get a tryout because it was the same player swapping in and out. But I feel like what really helped uh, for the LEC and helped give all the new players a good chance is and what they did with EU Masters, with the National Leagues, where it, it's like so many teams that get a chance to prove themselves in this tournament. And then, like now, the, the best players in this tournament legitimately have a high chance of getting into the LEC, whereas before it would be kind of the same thing where players would be recycled, which, I mean, back then I was really frustrated about because it was near impossible for me to, as I said, even get a tryout. It required some serious contacts to even get, the, get my tryout on Fnatic Academy back then. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think 
I don't think how things work here in the LCS is the greatest thing where it's a lot of the same players constantly playing regardless of performance where um whenever you're you're not sure what to do um with, with a with a position you always look for an import like each team most of the time will have two imports which i mean i'm not really complaining about because that's part <laughs> of why i'm here right now right but um at, at the same time i i kind of i i agree that it's a bit of a shame that I don't want to take anything away from any of the players that were mentioned or any of the players that some fans may consider as re recycled players, but it is a bit of a shame that it's, it seems a lot harder for here for rookies to actually get a chance to play on, on stage, even with the these um, you know academy teams being in place and seemingly being pretty easy for teams to give them a chance to, to show up. Mark, you pulled the cost. I don't know if you have... I mean, we, you and I have talked a lot about it over the, you know, episodes and stuff like that. And it's, it's like somewhat similar to Broxa. I think there's, there's a middle ground where, and, and Raz is popping off in chat. Raz, if you want to come in here and give your, your spiel, you're always welcome <laughs> to. Um, but I think there are some players who I have seen, you know, year in, year out that I'm not convinced will break through. There's always people like Smeb who after four years, like finally become this top tier God level player. Uh, but that's not the majority. And there's sometimes where I feel like the churn could go a little bit faster. Um, but there's also people who uh, on just a skill level are still better than the people below them. And depending on what you're doing with that player, I have no problem with them if it's, a leadership person or a part of stability for your academy roster so that you're not just five new fresh faces getting dumpstered by these other teams and academy, you know, whatever it is, I think, um, you know, that's, it makes sense uh, why some of these people are still here. Um, but I, I do think it goes too, too far in that direction where it does feel like there's some people still kicking around where there should be other options um, to, to get them in. Rock. So what is it about, I, I mean, I understand some masters, but is it that teams just do a really good job of like, there's actually good orgs that are supporting these and it's like really competitive or is there good financial incentives to participate in it? Like why, what do you think it is about masters? I'm sure it's multiple things that really drive this to be such a successful product at finding new talent. Mm, I think honestly, um, I mean, Players being able to prove themselves in EO Masters definitely is a big thing because there are a lot of um, well-known European players playing in the tournament. Some who have been in the LEC in the past, some some new and coming out of solo queue. Um, but most of those players have worked their way up there for a long time, right? Kind of kind of similar to an academy. But from what I've seen the past years, without really knowing it, but from from what I've seen, it's more about the organizations not being as afraid of creating more long-term plans for their teams and um, just just because there are teams in the LDC as well who just usually try to go for like the easy option and try to focus on on the upcoming split right but often when you opt into rookies it's more of a, a long-term thing where you want to try to have a good structure around them and you want to try to build them into something uh, when I joined Fnatic Academy I came in with kind of the same expectation where I was told that I I wasn't expected to start in, in my first split by any means. It ended up happening anyways, luckily for me. But it was more so about um, 
coming into a team with the structure and the resources to help grow me into what could hopefully become the the starting fanatic jungle at the at the end of the year right and i think having this kind of approach and trying to actually help these players grow and um, give, give them a, a fair chance and give them the resources to to continue that growth and prove themselves at the at the end of the day is really important rather than just continuing to constantly swap the rosters around like like crazy i think this is not only a problem in the lcs though like esports and in general or like the league in general like roster changes happen constantly like every single year on every single team even for top teams it's rare that you don't see any roster changes right but i think it's mostly about the organizations trying to create these these long-term plans and trying to find a proper structure where they can try to build this um i i feel like an example of this could be um what what we are trying to do right now with tactical for example coming in and giving him a, a chance to prove himself of what uh hundred thieves seemingly seems to be doing um trying to find a mix of like rookies um and like veterans or yeah. someone like cody son probably being somewhere in the middle uh, between that and, and trying to build something long term right that's a good answer Ishla, any other thoughts here or anything you want to shout out at the end uh i mean pretty much just what brox has said there you know i don't just bringing in five rookies every split and spicing things up but you know, if you look at kind of what C9 has done with, you know, even contracts back in the day and, and putting rookies in a position to succeed is going to be a lot more entertaining and interesting than seeing, you know, the same players over and over who we know what they can do. And again, I'm not saying these players are bad. You know, anyone who's in LCS is the top of the top of this game. So they're average and they're just exciting. And I think giving rookies more of a chance to play, whether it's in LCS or even Academy, um, and just taking away some of these people who've been playing five, six years who just might not have it anymore. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the call. And uh, we'll catch you. you next time. Thank you. Shout out to Alienware. Thanks. All right. We've got one caller to go, and then we'll be winding down the show. Uh, thank you to Lane Plox for gifting a sub to the community. Very generous of you. Thank you to everyone who subbed tonight. Almnest? Almnest, is that how you say your name? That is correct. What do you, or where are you calling from? I am calling from Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take is that EG is the clear number two team. Clear number two team. I assume you're putting Cloud Nine up there as number yes. one. Yes, Cloud Nine okay. is number one. Well, Brox, I'm sorry, you're not. You're not even the top two. Is TL you're in not your top finals? Three? Yes, TL okay. is number three. Sorry, Brox, I love you, but not too far. It's fine. I mean, generally, when it comes to these type of things, right after the first weeks of of LCS, I don't think any team can really prove that much within the first few weeks especially the first week because things can change so fast i'm used to being on fanatic where in the past we would always go one one or zero two sometimes even zero four and then eventually turn things around and eg did look pretty strong in the first week and i mean we're facing them yeah this upcoming weekend so i guess we'll we'll see if they actually did the real number two or not yeah i am uh i don't know i mean it seems like eg was was pretty crazy did Zuka get 
player of the week, Mark? Yeah, he does. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. I was about to say, the, how can you say that when, you know, you guys didn't perfect game CLG? Of course we can make week one predictions. They were so good. You guys played TSM and Golden Guardians, and you couldn't perfect game either, either of them. It's pretty obvious that EG is second place team. I think uh, TSM and Golden Guardians might be better than CLG. It's, uh, it's one opinion. I mean, Golden Guardians looks pretty good, I think. I actually think Golden Guardians look decent. We didn't, we didn't have a caller for them. Um, but I, I mean, I'm excited good. about them. I feel like they could be top five this split. Uh, maybe. Which maybe Rockstar. is not a, that impressive <laughs> in a split where we've got three. How, yeah, how, how go good was, was Golden Guardians versus having basically five, four early game champs in an Orn? And then, you know, having a your, your mid gank didn't work out and you got put behind. How much was circumstance and how much was Golden Guardians, do you think? Um, I think it was a bit of both, honestly. Uh, they, they also looked pretty good on the first day against Dignitas, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, I think the way they were drafting was, was really smart in terms of setting that jungler up to success and really be being super good at playing around closer, which is not something you see a lot of jungle or a lot of teams in the lcs actually doing most teams just kind of go with the flow but a golden guardians actually is really good at playing around that jungle and setting him up and that was also the biggest reason as to why i was uh having a, a tough time <laughs> staying strong in our game against them but uh yeah i, I definitely think it's fair to, to put golden guardians up there in the top six right now they're, they're looking pretty good they're also drafting uh towards the style where they kind of have to win early game but at the same time in the game that we played against them there were so many moments where we we could easily have dropped the ball and they could have snowballed and, and won the game like it was on the edge pretty much the entire time mm -hmm. and they played the played the situation out pretty well okay so sorry back to eg though mm -hmm. um i mean so jizuka gets player of the week is, is a team that was on the up and up at the end of last split and got top three I mean, Mark, do you expect them? And and I think you guys were giving a lot of praise to Kumo as well, who pre people previously said was their weak link. Yeah, I think uh, there's there's a number of players in the league who were okay last split that people are keeping an eye on. Ryoma, Kumo, Aika, um, you know, those kinds of players. And Kumo had a good week one, played played pretty well versus uh, Someday in their opener, and then uh, the perfect game CLG. So I, I think he looked better than I thought he would. Um, and I think if he's playing well, they actually match up decently against TL. Uh, good jungle, good mid, good bot lane, and uh, if Kumo's playing even, then I don't think there's a huge advantage in the top lane either. So I, th I think it would be a pretty close battle between the two for second place. Um, I think I might still put EG second as well, just from holdover from last split, but I. I think in my power rankings I put them fifth, but that had, TSM, that had TSM up there too, which was clearly stupid. So, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's close. I think it's really close. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Again, like it feels so good to be having these conversations, and I mean I know it's only been the first week, but man, it feels good to not just be like, well, we got Cloud Nine, and uh, who cares? Hopefully, Broxa shows up soon. 
<laughs> which is which is what the first half was, which is what Roxy, the first half of Spring Split felt like. Do you take any level of ownership for ruining Spring Split for the LCS by with the visa delay and stuff? Or I am not taking much responsibility <laughs> for the visa being delayed on what happened in Spring. I, I can take part of the responsibility for us not stepping it up, but it was kind of an unfortunate one it was the u.s immigration office huh i mean good good thing you got in when you did because then everything started to close down and who knows if you would have ever made it over here it's it's kind of i feel like you made it in right at at least at least at the end uh, i was able to come here and this this split i was allowed or rather yeah allowed and able to play the first game prepare leading into the split so that was pretty nice yeah uh all right almanast I, I feel like it's not too crazy of a prediction for you to say that, and uh, and Mark and I are backing you, and even if if Broxa can't because of his team affiliation, right, anything that you want to say before we wrap up the show, Omnis, and say goodbye to you? Uh, just this is a first time call, and a long time watch. I appreciate you bringing me on, Broxa. I love you. Watch, loved watching you on Fnatic and in the LEC. Thank you so much for the call. It was a good call. (laughs) Have a good one. All right. uh, So that winds things down. We got a couple extra minutes here. Mark, anything you should talk about? I got a way to fill it real quick. We talked a lot about middle and top tier teams, but uh, the analyst desk always has a bet a little bit about who's going to be last place. Uh, (laughs) And they go out and get dinner. So who do you think is going to be Last place, if you had to put your money on someone. What's distracting you, Mark? I don't know. Let me see. What is this? I'm I'm excited for this grand unveil. I hope we find out. It's a cute uh, card. Oh, it's cute. Is it it a Halloween card? Yeah. It's It's a Halloween card. Maybe lower it? Oh, shit. I forgot. I was putting it in front of my my good camera. I forgot which card it was. Oh, it's Uh, cute. It's a thrift stop. Sorry, card. (laughs) All right. So so 10th place team, Broxa, so I can get free dinner. Because I have to pick the the worst team in the league. <laughs> I'm not gonna predict the tenth place, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys that I think you're underestimating CLG. I've heard okay. a lot people of, said that to I've, me. I've heard a lot of flame going towards CLG in this podcast, and I think even last split after Probable joined, they actually slowly started stepping it up and looking better. Um, so so I can I can say I don't think CLG is gonna be last place. It is okay. I, it is shocking to me, Brox. I completely agree that people would really underrate a team that went three that only won three games in spring and then got perfected in their first game back travis you have to remember though that they have a stellar reputation as an organization yeah that's true so i will say that first game their draft was pretty fucking awful and probably made them look worse than they are because they had like full poke no tank no anything no engage no utility it was just all poking damage if i remember so i think that they looked worse than they probably are to brox's point i i don't think they're as bad as people make them out to be i kind of understand why everyone's bashing on clg because they had a pretty pretty rough spring split to say the least and they just got perfect games (laughs) but at the same time i mean i don't want to give clg too much confidence of course (laughs) but i am I, I think there's no way they're going to be lost. All place. this tells me is that for some reason Team Liquid's been losing scrims to CLG. Um, or they've been dumpstering Digger Immortals. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> one, I, yes. one of those two. Yeah. 
I... I, okay, so I've heard the CLG thing enough that I I could buy it. Although the question is just like, are they ever going to show their true form on 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 stage, quote unquote? Um, so I'm, and I think, uh, Mark, you and I were both saying like, okay, CLG could be top eight, top seven, or something. So maybe maybe to Brux's point, we are leaning too much into one, you know, best of ones. They have a miserable game, but so maybe Immortals. Dignitas, which, okay, Broxy, you played Dig. Um, oh, wait, no. You, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. No. I was thinking you played Golden Guardians, the other yellow team. Um, okay, bef- between Immortals and Dig, do you think Broxa, which one of the, do you have an idea on which one of those is maybe not as good? He said he wasn't going to say 10th. No, no, I, I, I'm not asking okay, for 10th. Okay, let, let me see. I'm not asking for 10th. I'm just asking Dig or Immortals, which one does he think is better? <laughs> it's. <laughs> I, I I think I have a hard time understanding why X Miffy is sitting on the bench right now and what on earth is happening on Immortals. <laughs> I'm not sure, like even if they're actually gonna be tenth, because I have a feeling that they, if everything goes south, then eventually they're gonna bring him on and maybe he's gonna start turning things around. I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty big X Miffy fan. I'm not gonna lie. Like I literally. Exchanged jersey with with him twice while I was on Fnatic. So, um, from the outside, something seems to be very off in the models. I'm not sure what's going on. So, I uh, I watched know. their their like video about their roster, and it was one of those videos which is nine minutes long and manages to say nothing somehow. Where they're like, "Yeah, we're looking forward to 2021." It's like, so you're punting the, the whole split? Is that what's going on? They're like, but we're also trying to keep it 2020 focused. And so we did four weeks of extra practice of internal scrims of 10-man roster to find our, our starting lineup. And this is what it is. But it's still subject to change. And it's like, wait, so what the fuck did you learn in those? And they're like, we're, we're targeting synergies and what works well. And it's like, but do you think it's going to win? Is that why you're playing? Like, they couldn't say that we think this is our best lineup. They couldn't say that this is targeted towards the future. It was just this mash of nothing. And I'm like, ugh. I can't talk about this on broadcast. Like, I want to rip you guys apart. And you could have a good reason for for not starting Smithy, but you're not giving it to me, and you're not giving me anything. And it's ugh, it's it's so painful to talk about teams when they don't they won't even give you their own reasoning a little bit. Yeah. That's Sorry, true. that was a that was a that was a spiel. I just remember. No, I mean it, it made me. What you just said made me think back to the hundred thieves world, right? When they benched Cody, and then we couldn't find out any reason why. Uh, and I I don't know. I'm very curious. I guess maybe in traditional sports, this stuff just leaks to the media, and that's how people find out about it. And maybe that's kind of what's happened since there's been rumors that X Smithy wasn't uh, being a good boy. I don't know, but I it's it just sucks because it's like I wish other people would say it. So then I like as a <laughs> as someone who appears on Riot's broadcast, I'm not supposed to be like a rumor monger and a leaker and stuff. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. I think that's the show. Mark, anything you want to shout out? Uh, nope. Oh. I always want just I want one of these days something interesting to be going on in your life so that you can show Something's it out. interesting going on. I'm I'm dropping something off for you tomorrow. Really? What I told it? you. Is, it's a gift? I told you. You're getting a, a fat stack of papers. Oh, oh some gift cards. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lawsuit. He's suing me actually. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pay him for the draft book. This thing, is the so. last last episode of Hotline League. Everybody, yes. hope it was a good one. Yeah. I. What you guys might not know is that I promised Mark that the show would make a ton of money at the beginning of it, 
and I have done very little to contribute to this show. And, uh, and so because of that, we are, are canceling the show because he's very upset, upset with me. Broxa, any shout outs for you? Anything you want to promote? You've been streaming a ton. I don't know. Are you still doing that now that the season started? Uh, I've, I've still been streaming a bit, yeah. Can't, can't stream as much now as I did before. I was streaming a lot in the off-season, that's for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, I've been hearing you do quite a few sponsor shout-outs. I guess I can drop a little bit of an Alienware shout-out as well. I, I heard you drop one earlier, so I can chime yeah. in on that one. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, do I don't think part. we have any competing competing sponsors. So not until I get my energy drink sponsor, and then you can't, and then it gets complicated. But um, one one day. Either way, Broxa, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate yeah, it. This is a super good episode, I think. Yeah, it's super. It's I mean, it's harder and harder to get pros to come on shows in general, I feel like, these days, because you guys are busy, and I get it and all that stuff. But um, it's always nice, and I, I appreciate you doing this. So thank you so much. Uh, for fun. me, I've got a ton of interviews coming out this week. Um, actually, I purposely did less interviews this week because I think I've maybe been flooding the channel a little too much and maybe doing some interviews where I felt like there was not as much interesting stuff to say. So well, less interviews this week, but I think the ones that I do have are really good. Stick around on stream. I will, uh, I'll sub goal some of those off and, uh, for everyone else. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you to Alienware and draft buff. Hey, thanks to the people that have been tweeting at game field because, uh, apparently they've noticed and I don't know what that means, but hopefully it means something. Well, it's better than future. fucking tidy cats. Not noticing after an amazing social media push to get my cat's cat litter. 100%. 100%. Thanks everyone uh, for watching. This has been Hotline League episode 127.